are listening to episode number 34 of the Water and Stone podcast. I am Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph. 34, that's amazing. So excited. So excited about so many things. But uh, I'm not excited about the fact that for once, we're recording this on a Saturday, and uh, it's not Harry Potter weekend, so I kind of don't know what to do with myself. Okay, listen. Listen, <laughs> I, get, I, I get a lot of teasing around the house because... I love, I really do love all of the Harry Potter movies. Sure. And I would really be okay if it was Harry Potter weekend every weekend. I will say, though, that it is often more than likely that if you turn on something, it is Harry Potter weekend. Yeah, the Freeform channel it, might as well be the Harry Potter channel. It's, it, it's always it's, Harry Potter right. weekend. And so I think it's like, so now in our family, what we've been doing is we've been saying... It's not Harry Potter weekend because that happens less than if it's actually Harry Potter weekend. Yeah, I think it has to do with the eclipse, and it's about the same level of frequency. I don't know. Well, but there really... ain't no weekend like a Harry Potter weekend because the Harry Potter weekend don't stop. But it's it's nonstop. Yes. And the thing is, we own all the books. We own the movies. We have some of the movies on DVD and Blu-ray. We we got all of the stuff. We have so much. I own a serious black magic wand that's in my office. I mean, oh, I know. We've got oh, a I lot know. of the merch. So we can have a Harry Potter weekend whenever you want. But there's something special about it being on TV. And this is, this is how Explain I know. Explain this to me. Well, this is how I know that we are communal driven or community driven mm -hmm. and that we are not good alone is because when you're sitting there watching it and it's on tv you know in your heart that there's somebody on the other side of the world or on the other side of the country that is watching harry potter weekend with you and they're enjoying it just as much as you are instead of it just being in your house and that's what makes I, it special I, I get it really that. does I get but that. i have to say they've kind of gotten a little crazy because now it's like Weasley Weekend, and you know, yeah, it's the and, same and movies it's they the show. Same it's movies, not like, but they're now they're like repackaging it, trying to make it not. Yeah, the Freeform um, Channel should just be the Harry Potter Channel, and that would be fine. They've got enough movies to, to, to make that happen. Well, you know what? What I find really super funny about that whole thing is that you know that turns into like the Seven Hundred Club and Pat Robertson. You know, every night that's people that's, that's will, what it does. But yeah. most of the people that watch the Seven Hundred Club are, you know, Harry Potter's witchcraft. You don't do that, and so I don't know how they justify that or they get away with it. I don't know if they care. I don't or think if it's Pat like Robertson is watching what goes on right before his show and yeah, all that. Yeah, but don't you think? Yeah, but still, I don't know. I don't know if they come to some understanding or maybe they've lessened up a little bit. But I'm not going to put that... a lot of weight behind that word understanding when we're well, talking no, about some of no. our brothers and sisters yeah, over on that side well, of the spectrum. That is but, true. you know, I, I, I just don't know. And, and it's really funny because... I don't believe in, you know, that stuff, but I also don't believe in the devil. And I find it very difficult to believe that any story that adheres so strongly to the universal myths. I mean, think about it. We talked about it a million times. I'm not going to get preachy. Harry Potter is the same story framework as Star Wars, as the Iron John myths, as all of them. You've got a misunderstood young character with questions about who he comes from and what he really is you've got a mysterious wild figure whether that's Hagrid or Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever that says you are more than what you thought you've got powers or some kind of an inheritance you're royalty for example and here you go and now you've got to work out your birthright well my gosh that's every story it's John the Baptist recognizing Jesus in a way it's the whole thing it is the universal story and it's so easy to get hung up on whether or not he has a magic wand or a Bible listen I just know that if you watch it you get a demon inside you <laughs> yeah you <laughs> no, know come on. no that's no that's, the story that's is crazy about, and it's not fair and it's and it's not yeah 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 it's but, about empowerment it's about you know what the world is more than what it looks like and the real message in the Harry Potter stuff is that magic isn't something you make it's something that exists all around us that you become a part of that you let it do what it wants to do kind of sort of well that's the beginning of a real good talk about faith that we'll do some other time but the idea is you don't make magic magic is kind of like how we look at miracles for example 
Well, I don't know why we're talking about all this because you know what? It's not Harry Potter weekend. I think it's always so. Harry Potter weekend around you. <laughs> And I'm glad it's not Harry Potter week because we got too much work to do. We do. We have a lot of work to do. We've been we've been working a lot lately. It's been good. It's mm-hmm. been it's been happy work. It's been fulfilling work. But um, a lot of the stuff is starting to come in in the mail. The stuff that we've ordered for the first Sunday like the service. The microphones and, came today. Uh huh. The projector. We're starting to just pack up and make sure our, all the stuff works. And we've been printing and cutting and preparing and it's been really really awesome and i'm so excited about it and we'll have a number of of run throughs of okay here's how you hook up the the thing to the thing and here's how you put up the screen and all of that yeah because i think the practice of it takes out the nervousness of making sure something goes right and you know so you don't have to troubleshoot and i i just i believe in over preparedness well, yeah, and you know, we're also, we're, we don't have a physical location, which I love. You know, there's some real beauty about that, but we have to work extra hard in other areas to, to do that. And it one of the things it does for me is it means the little things, because we have to be so intentional, mean more. And it's like, for me, this I know this sounds silly, and I know you know about it, but I'm telling our friends on the podcast, I ordered myself some work boots that I'll wear when I do the lesson. And the reason that that's a thing is because we're building a church and I want to remember that. You know, I think and that's I think that's cool. I I like them. They're neat. They're neat boots. Oh. They came in when did they, they came Wednesday. in a couple Yeah, they came in a couple of days ago. So um but now they're they're good. They're good boots. Yeah, but you know, I mean that's Put your boots on. But it's like who cares? But part of it is I'm gonna, every step I take needs to be towards building a church. And that's how I remind myself. There ain't my magic boots. It's not a Harry Potter weekend thing, but it's about going, you know, what can you do to be intentional about where you're headed? Because it's all about what you do and what you say and what you think. So there's some real beauty there, and I'm I'm glad. And when I when I put on my boots, I will remember. Well, I uh, am just organizing everything. That's how I prepare is I, or, I really do over-organize. And so I'm in the process of – it's kind of that pre-fall – organization of your house and right now I'm kind of concentrating <laughs> on the office space so that you know we're filing different things and we're just making it you know really nice and neat so that I just may I think it makes everybody feel um clearer and ready to work and I think if you work in a nice space it makes it does make you feel better there are some people out there that are like oh no I like my chaos it's it's organized chaos and I know exactly I think else. that's I, a cop I do too I think that it's just like you are too busy to to actually organize or you that is not one of your strong suits and you should have somebody come in and do it for you, you really should pay because I have <laughs> never known anybody that says oh you know I don't want I don't like to work in a nice clean office what? Nobody yeah, says nobody that. Said, I've heard, you know? Well, and it's the same line that I told my parents when they tried to make me clean my room when I was a teenager. And I knew I was full of it when I said it back then. And now, well, not so much now. Our kids are older. But there was a time not so long ago when we would hear that same thing. Oh, it's well, it's a sign of a, of a sophisticated mind. Or, Creativity. Yeah. Oh, I think Miles brought me an article. He was like, see, Mom, I'm <laughs> that's, creative. That's I'm, a, would, I'm a creative yeah. genius. And I'm like, no, you're a pig. You so are. Pick well, up you're your also underwear a creative genius and slash pig, you know, because it's, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But anyway, so I have been... I need that zen-like level of like when I, when I used See, to work... See, you go to the extreme. Well, when I used to work in a, in a big company, my cubicle, it, lo- it looked like nobody worked there because all of my stuff was put away. Every surface was clean. It, I just, I, the computer would be put in a drawer when I would walk away for the weekend or whatever. I just can't do it. I need everything to be just as pristine as it can be because inside you know between my ears there is a maelstrom of activity i have to have the outside not match that otherwise i don't know what to do with myself i agree i agree and so i am in the process of just really reorganizing the office so that we are we know where everything is so that well frankly if i go out and get hit by a bus or something like that you'll well, be able to dark. know well Come i'm on, not, it's you harry know what potter i'm saying <laughs> oh wait it's not the this night is... bus it's not harry potter weekend no but really i just i i just have the feeling to say everybody should know where everything is and it makes me feel prepared and it makes me feel relaxed if things are organized and people other people have access to it that being said 
nobody's really allowed to come in and touch my stuff. No, you I know, no, you know. So if you come in and start messing things up and start disorganizing, you better hope that I got hit by a bus because <laughs> there's going to be some hell to pay when I when I find out who touched my stuff. So anyway, I think there's that. You know, yeah, that's time. To, it's time there. to reconfigure. But truthfully, I also know that what you're really doing is. This is your way of, of sort of creating the affirmation, holding the space that autumn is coming. Because if you're anything like me, and I know you are, um, you're ready for oh, summer sure. to be over. And you know, it's nearly September. You know, we're getting there. And it's Florida people go, oh, it's it's one degree cooler when the sun goes down. It's we're coming. such optimists about it, aren't <laughs> we? we? We really are. And I think that, that um, but I think it's a good thing. I think there are, there are ways that you can do fall in Florida that you, that everybody would look at you and be like, oh, you're crazy. So, you know, I mean, fall colored flip-flops it are. <laughs> no, that's a Florida <laughs> thing. A Florida you know, for thing. those of you listening, I know we have a lot of listeners in other parts of the country. So maybe you do, or maybe you don't understand this, but yeah, that is absolutely a thing. Oh, you yeah. go with some earth tones and that kind of thing. Yeah, and- no, you can do the colors and you can, you know, you can have, you can have sundresses that start to go into the fall light colors and then, you know, and, and things of that nature. And But the fact that it at our local Target right now, they're selling boots and, you know, like, I is just blowing my mind right now. I just, I can't, I can't get there. So It's more so, or less too warm for socks, socks right, right now. Right, exactly. You're like, no. <laughs> when the low is 81, mm-hmm. no, you're, yeah. they, you, you're not putting boots on. Yeah. But anyway, you know, it's a hope and it's a prayer of... Of, of cooler things to come and, conjuring and a change and so we start you know we start looking around and clearing out and hoping for that change of the season I you know it's happening, it, it's happening. And it is you happening. start to feel it and and you know we we get to create our universe so well and you know we'll turn our... the air down a couple of notches and throw on some scarf and drink some there you go it's almost drink time for cider. cider but no and it's like little things like when we do our sunset celebration on Sunday nights Obviously, the sunset is a little bit earlier because we're moving towards the the winter solstice and and all of that. And it's a little bit more of a breeze every time we go out there for the sunset. I'll take it, is my point. I'll take it. And if you can't say thank you for the miracle, for the little miracles, you don't get the big ones. So here we go. So as we dig in, for this podcast, you know, we, there's a, there's been a lot of stuff going on this week and I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to talk about the stuff in the news. For more information, consult every channel, every social right. networking, every conversation. You can go find out and every, and the thing is, is if you don't know what's going on, you've been under a rock. Um, if you do know what's going on, you already basically have your opinion. Yeah, you don't need about, to hear it from us. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, what we think of it because I don't think that that's helpful for anybody. Well, and if you listen to this podcast, you bloody well know what we think about it. Sure. You know, come follow me on Facebook and be inundated right. with political posts. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I do want to talk about something a little bit more specific that has been on my heart and my mind. And that is the idea of prayer in the time of crisis. And the reason I want to talk about that is because, you know, the practice of prayer, if you, again, if you've listened to the podcast, you can go back a couple of episodes and find several, several examples of how we use prayer, what we think of prayer. So I don't want to, I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to really go there, but I do want to talk about this idea that, Prayer is enough. Yes. And that is I'm that glad. is that is what I really, really want to talk about tonight. Um, it's been on my heart and on my mind because I, if you know me, I'm a person of action. Um, I am an opinionated person, um, whether you like it or not. Sometimes, you know, you're you're not gonna agree with my opinion, but I don't need you to agree with my opinion, and I don't need you to think that I'm right all the time I and and I would hope that if you are in my life that you would give me that kind of same response to where you could hear my opinion but you don't necessarily have to change your life based on it okay so that so that being said 
I really think that it is horrible. Really, I know you're laughing, but you're laughing because you can see my face. But I think it is horrible to sit back in your living room and just and sit on Facebook and type up a little thing like, oh, well, you know, we just need to we just need to love and we just need to pray, pray for peace. And we just need I'm going to fill up Facebook with pictures of of love and And I'm just going to. And yeah. Yeah. And okay, And. I know that I'm being really harsh, but I think that at this point with everything that's been going on this week with all of the hate and all of the nasty and all of the grossness that has been going on, I really think that this needs to be addressed. It is not enough. What are you going to do in the face of hate? Show somebody a picture of a sunset? Prayer is not enough. And I loved it because I was really feeling kind of gross. And I know it, it, again... Sorry, everybody, but not sorry. Um, and I'm going to kind of go on a little bit. I'm trying not to rant because I know that you've heard it from me this week. Well, you've heard it from but, everybody this week, right? Yeah, but I am actually sort of unfollowing people on Facebook that are doing that rather than the people that are actually having an opinion. Whether I agree with that opinion or not, at least they are engaging. At least they are, you know, saying, I'm going to go do this or I'm going to I'm gonna stand for this or I'm going to go out and I'm going to throw rocks at those people. Now, I don't agree with the violence and I don't agree with going, going to, to all those different places. Not. But at least those people feel that calling to move. And, and to have the people sit back and just say, well, I'm not going to really do anything, but I'm just going to fill Facebook with love and I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to love and I'm just going to pray and can't we just all get along and aren't we just all the human race? Yes, of course. And the answer is stop it. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. It's like, you know, first of all, when somebody says I'm just going to fill up Facebook with love or whatever, I think that's very nice. But I, that is nothing like a complete answer because my first impulse, and I had that impulse many times this week, is I wanted to say to those people, because we all have those people on our Facebook friends list, I want to go, you know what, every time there's a hurricane or a tragedy or a whatever, you say that. And yet it's still going on. So my first impulse is go, how's that working for you? Right. You know, but also it, let's go deeper than that. Can you imagine Jesus? Going, you know, there's this stuff going to go on in Jerusalem. They call it Good Friday. Going to be rough. Or there's these guys in the temple that are doing bad things in the temple. And we got to get that out of there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold space. And I'm going to change my profile picture. It's you know, lame, it's, right? It, it's, not that, just, it, it's not just lame. It's also a little bit insulting. Because here's the thing. If you want to make a difference in the world, you need passion. And you need action. If, if you think that prayer is a reason to hold still, then for one thing, you're not doing it right. Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, said that prayer is the most highly accelerated mind action known. Prayer is action. So let me double down on that. If you've got prayer in your heart, you can't hold still. Because if what prayer really is is a way for you to connect with God... A prayer is a way for you to connect with what is spiritual, what is true, what is love. Well, none of those things. Spirit doesn't hold still. Love doesn't hold still. The truth moves forward. So if you've really got prayer in your heart, the last thing you're going to do is sit still. We are called upon over and over and over again to take our prayer into action. That's what prayer is. Prayer is action. And there was this awesome Facebook post. I, I know you saw it. You're the one that brought it to my attention, Jenny. Um, just to give a little bit of background, there are a few Unity churches in the St. Petersburg, Florida area. And uh, Reverend Fred Clare is the minister at one of them. And uh, go check out what he's doing. Super nice guy. I've met him a few times. Actually, we marched in the St. Pete Pride March uh, last year, and he was right there. We marched side by side with Reverend Claire. Super nice guy, super smart guy. I don't know him as well as I'd like to, but after what he wrote, I want to know him even better. Yeah, I was I was scrolling through um, and my Facebook feed. Ugh, 
Everybody's Facebook is blowing up, and I need a Facebook diet now. I I think, you know, here's the thing. We use it for business reasons, and we use it for everything else. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where... It's a necessary evil because we don't have a building, so it's one of the ways people can get in touch with us. I get it. People still use it. We have to meet people where they live. But I feel pretty saturated, don't you? Enough. Enough of of that. for, For whatever it is, you know, our opinion about that, that's a topic for another time. But it caught my attention because he had written, um, he'd written a little something, and I don't know if it would be. It's probably considered an article, a little article about it. But um, he, I guess, he was inspired on his bike ride because mm-hmm. um, he's a he's an avid bike rider. But he, in all caps at the top of this thing, is his prayer is not the answer. And so it init- it caught my attention because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. And if you go on to read the article, there was there was a part of it that really, really stuck out for me. And he said, um, prayer is the path that takes us to the answer. Yeah. As Eric Butterworth reminds us, prayer is not about changing God. It is about changing us. And God can do no more for us than God can do through us. Mm-hmm. And I thought that is really, really, really cool. It is, prayer is necessary and it is absolutely a focusing tool it is a tool to get your mind and your heart connected it is a tool to get you to that place to get your crap of, out of, of the being way. of being ready to receive the answers and ready to receive the other things that are going um on around you open heart open mind it's absolutely a necessary tool but you cannot stop there no, prayer is to action what breathing is to sports. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you need to, to pay attention, take your breaths and pay attention to your breathing when you're running the 100-yard dash or throwing the javelin or whatever, but it ain't the same as throwing the dang thing. There's, there's a big difference there, and it speaks to the idea that people have that somehow prayer is like casting a magic spell. That when I pray, I am sending some kind of mojo, some kind of vibe, some kind of energy out into the universe. If God is everywhere, I'm not sending my prayers anywhere. Now, we've talked about that. I don't need to go there. But I really want to double down on the idea that prayer doesn't make anything happen. Prayer doesn't change the world. It doesn't change God. It can't. Here's what prayer does. Prayer changes me right just like he said it's like and and i think there are a lot of times we get confused you know i i think that we we as you know as a whole i don't know if you want to call it a whole new thought group or something like that that i think with again all of these things that we say and our affirmations and denials it's like accio peace i mean that's not <laughs> that's not happening okay you know i mean come on well just Harry to let you know can. it is not Harry Potter weekend so but no but but back to it, it it really is something that I think we must remember it is changing me it's not even changing the other person that I'm sitting across from it is changing me yeah because you don't have the power to to cast some kind of mojo on somebody else and like I said a minute ago and I'm going to say it again prayer does not change God That's not how it works. But that's good news because God already loves you. The Bible is really clear about that over and over again. From the beginning where God looks at you, your essence, and says good and very good, all the way into the New Testament when when Jesus basically says, you know, God's a really good parent, you know, and all of that. And so there's this idea that that if I pray the right way, God will do me a favor, and that is an inherently flawed idea. Because if you believe that, what you really believe in is duality and distance. What you really believe in is the idea that God isn't really going to do nice things for you unless you know the right magic words, and that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a backwards way of thinking about it. I really... So, one more reason why I'm sick of words like prayer warriors... It's another reason why I'm sick of somebody going, well, I'm just going to send good mojo. No, there's no mojo to send. The way this works is God already loves you. Your job is to get out of the way. Prayer is a wonderful way for you to get out of the way of what God has in mind for you. But that's all it is. Over and over again in the scriptures, Jesus would speak the word, he would pray, and then things happen. Prayer is the opposite 
of passivity. It's That's not what prayer is. And don't you think it's kind of a cop-out to not have to deal with the situation? I think people use it well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send love and I'm just gonna pray about it so that they excuse themselves from the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and a it, bunch of politicians got dinged a while back from saying, "Oh, well, we're gonna you're in our thoughts and prayers." Remember that? Mm-hmm. And it's and I don't want to get into the news story around that, but basically the idea is that's not that's, that's not, not the end of an answer. It's a nice beginning, sure, but it sure ain't the end because it's not a thing. When you go to a restaurant, you speak the word. I would like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, you don't sit at, go in and sit at a table and start praying and hoping that your food's going to arrive. Well, but I mean, and that's even, the prayer process is not different than that. Then, action is taken. Things are cooked and the sandwich arrives. There's action involved. Your sitting down and ordering isn't the end of the process. Can you imagine going to a restaurant, ordering, and then going home? Oh, <laughs> that's what people are talking about. Yeah. That's what's on the table. Except these people don't even leave their house to go to the restaurant in the first place. They sit in their living room and say, I would like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Where, how, and I, don't, is, I don't know why that grilled cheese hasn't shown up I am up holding yet. space uh, yeah. for a sandwich. Awesome. But you got to get up off your butt, get in the car, and go to where they have grilled cheese sandwiches. By the way, Central Melt, St. Petersburg's own uh, Central Melt restaurant. Excellent grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes, Find a city do. on the, place of the earth, face of the earth. I wish that we had sponsorships because I would seek one out from them. But the point is, go do a thing. Start with your thought. Get centered around it. Do what you need to do to make sure you're coming from a place of peace and love. And focus. If we are going to have this thing work, we need, like I always say, dedicated dreamers and bulldog believers. We need passion. You've got to do something about that that yearning in your heart for peace, love, truth, beauty, victory, revolution. Cool that you feel it. What are you going to do about it? So if, if there are any of my friends that I'm friends with on Facebook, go ahead and put up you know, I'm going to love and I'm going to see peace and I'm going to do. But then the next sentence needs to be what you're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. How will it start with you? How are you going to make the difference? Where are you going to stand up? How are you making this a better place? Are you are you going out with the idea that you are protecting people, that you will see the color, that you will acknowledge that there is an actual challenge out there that needs to be addressed? Will you Will you make your vote count? Tell me what you're going to do. And then I'll, you know, and then I'll have a little bit more respect for you. But if you're just out there just going, well, you know, we just need to love each other and we're all, you know, there's one race, the human race. That's great. Love you. Agree with you. Now what? Yeah, because. And so I want the answer to now what? I really, really do. And if not, I might go on just a tear. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it's. You know, because it really is, it's, it's, it really is getting to me the inaction of it. It's like, no, we need to stand up to this and we need to speak out against all of this nasty. And it's not a political thing. This is a human thing. That's right. This is a human. Very well said. I, this is, I, and I don't care what you think about whether churches shouldn't say things from the pulpit or whether people should keep their own business. I don't, it doesn't. This is not a political thing anymore. No, I do not care. We are talking about the actual human rights, human experiences, and people having just the basic rights of living. Yeah. No, that's very well said. It's not a political thing. It's a human thing. If you happen to be one, you've got to do something. And I'm glad you said that because... It's not just the, oh, well, I'm going to hold the space. Sometimes those people are actually antagonistic towards people who want to stand up for love and truth. They're, oh, well, you're just making it worse by standing up. Excuse me. You have to do something because that's what love looks like. And, you know, this is a no-brainer, guys. You're allowed to stand up against Nazis. I'm not making a bold statement there. It's laughable that you would hold still for that. You can't hold still. You mustn't hold still. You do not have to hate. 
Well, I in love... order to stand up for love. And that's the thing. Don't throw rocks. Don't fight people with your fists. Don't do that. But you must stand and be counted as someone who believes in love, in peace, in freedom, in all of what's noblest in the human spirit. You must stand up for that because the thing is, the people who stand against that, the people who are standing up for hate and fear, they are doing stuff. I mean, haven't these people seen movies? The Rocketeer, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Captain America. Nazis are bad. Yeah, this is not you know, a thing. I mean, even if you don't have a history lesson, even if you were like the most clueless, per- clueless person in the world, you've clearly seen movies. Yeah. Nazis equal bad. Yeah, no, hate and, and every, is and, not and a it's side. Not, no, no, I'm going to say not, that again. Yeah. Hate is not a side. Man. If you are a human being, what you have in your heart is love. You don't have a choice about that. The choice you have is how you channel that love. Some people give over to fear and that love gets buried under a whole bunch of stupid. But love is still the deal. If we're going to have love be part of the conversation, we've got to talk. Right. That's and, all. Yeah. That's how and, this works. And, and to acknowledge that there is a challenge. This divide is real. It's not political. It's not welfare. It's not party affiliated. This is... This is our problem. Right. And you know what? And it's not even, it's and, not even religious no, anymore. No, it's because not. Because the thing is, as a Christian minister, I can go, well, you know, Jesus very clearly stood up for inclusion. We added an inclusivity statement to our website. If you go to waterstonechurch.com slash inclusivity, there's a thing and there's a Bible quote where it says there's no Jew and Greek. There's no free and slave. There's no man and woman. We are all one in Christ Jesus. The Bible is very clear, but you know what? It, that doesn't even matter right now. It's not a political issue like you said. It's not even a religious issue like I said. This is a human thing. Mm-hmm. It's past all of that. This is not about quibbling over somebody's opinion. This is beyond opinion. You must stand up for love. Okay, on a, on a lighter note... Um, the Listen Up segment, and you know what the Listen Up segment is if you listen to this podcast. This is a time when people write in their questions for us, and we get questions across the spectrum of, uh, of experience, and we are so grateful for that. There's a lot of ways to send us your questions. You, we're very active on social media, as you well know. Um, the easiest way is to go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com, and there's a contact page where you can just fill out the form, and you can be anonymous if you want. Most of the time, we just read the person's first name and then last initial or whatever, but there's a you can text us. You can, you can email info at waterandstonechurch.com. There's lots of ways. This time around, the question comes from Beth B., and Beth B. says, It seems like you guys always have a lot of ideas about a lot of things. How do you stay inspired? What inspires you? Oh, wow. Um, Thanks, Beth. That's a good question. I like it. It is. That is a good question. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I find inspiration in a lot of places. So, um, But I think that there is always things that I read um, I think I, I'm, I read a lot and I think that I'm inspired by people who are smarter than me for sure. Um, books that I find interesting or that make me, you know, think about things in a different way. Um, food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm, if I'm really honest, a food, a really, really good dinner and a glass of wine is a precursor to some awesome conversation to really some inspiring it's it's not even the booze of it or anything like that no 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 it's 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 the ritual of because you don't do that quick if you're having a glass of wine let's say yeah exactly you're not you're not you know it's not going down with a big mac right exactly and it's not even a party like a you know shooters or whatever it's we're sitting and we're in this moment and there's a moment of uh, uh of repose that is sort of implied there right is that yeah and i think that Life is too short to eat bad food. Mm. I really do. I really do believe that. And I think that everything that you, everything that goes in your mouth and comes out of your mouth should be thought about. Well, you know, I love that because I think a big part of inspiration has to do, and we talked about this a minute ago when we talked about the work boots and all that. I think that a part of inspiration has to do with intentionality. In other words, get yourself to a place where you mean it. 
Inspiration can come from you being deliberate about little things. There's something magical that happens when instead of just getting a, you know, that the K cup of coffee, the little plastic thing that kind of spits out your coffee in the morning, take a minute and grind the beans or do something, you know what I mean? You don't have to do that in particular, but find something where you are really thinking about what you're doing. Be intentional about what you put in your mouth, for example. Be intentional about don't just listen to the morning zoo or whatever on the way to work. Find some music that you really like. You know what? This is good for my brain today. Put some Mozart in there, some some uh, some George Gershwin. Do something, some Miles Davis. Do Grateful something. Dead. Yeah. Hey, yeah, whatever it absolutely. is, do the thing that speaks to you. Come here, Uncle John's band. You know, there's a, there's something really magical about just being intentional. Because it opens you up to, to the simple message that, you know what, life happens deliberately. Something's going to happen today that I'm going to be there for. I'm going to be present for. Because, you know, God doesn't operate by accident. So part of it is just being intentional. I've got a long list of stuff that I read and do and think about the that helps get me where I want to go. I mean, obviously, read anything Charles Fillmore wrote. That's huge for me. I read the Bible every day, and I really try to be open to, to what that means. There's a lot of podcasts that I listen to. You're listening to one of my favorites right now. But seriously, there's a lot of other podcasts. There's a, there's a podcast called Bullseye that, uh, that you can look up on the old interwebs that's just about things that are awesome. There's a podcast called, called WTF that Mark Marin does. It's not the language is not safe for work, and the subject matter is sometimes a little coarse. But Mark Marin is an amazing interviewer, and they have beautiful, brilliant people from all walks of life on that show. There's a lot of of places you can go to listen to inspirational things. There's a lot of books you can read. Go watch a movie that doesn't involve Vin Diesel driving a car into something. There's a place for that. That's fine. Everybody likes empty popcorn stuff, but take a minute and wait a minute, there's something beautiful about if you're in a place where you have to decide is it better to get the version with the subtitles or is it better to get the version where it's dubbed into English? If you're having that conversation, you're probably going to have a nice evening. Yeah, agreed. And you know what? Always go for the subtitles. Don't go for the dub version. The dub version is always off-putting and and it's never right yeah like water for chocolate with the dubbed is 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 like a weird kung fu movie yeah it's but with the subtitles it is a sublime experience yeah Yeah, exactly but i think that if you again even if you are intentionally going to see the vin diesel movie and you know exactly why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and you still go and see it i think that you can find even inspiration in that i really do if it's if it's your choice to but you know really I mean? engage. Well, I know. You know what it made me think of is last night we watched the Disney movie Moana. And uh, it was you and me and Miles. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, it's, you know, Disney does a good job, but it was, this was not something you'd sit down with Alistair Cook and Bill Moyers and, and try to get to the bottom of. But on the other hand, the three of us were talking about the Joseph Campbell, the hero story. And okay, now who is the prototypical wild man? And what does this mean? And who's doing this? And and what is the arc of these characters? And what is the boon that the God figure gives? And, and all of this. And it becomes a really interesting story and a powerful movie about what you need to be doing in order to make a difference in the world. There's beauty there if you take a minute and really do what you're doing. Really watch what you're watching. Really read what you're reading. If you want to get inspired... Be where you are. That's huge. And by the way, maybe get off of Facebook for a while. Oh, I I think I need a break. I think I need to come, uh, you know, and, and just go on, do the work that I need to do, and then just not scroll so much. I think I need to, I need a, a scrolling break a scroll from that. Scroll freeze on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, like, and you I'm know, not going to do it. I, I'm with you, and I'm on it an awful lot because we're getting ready to launch the church, and so I'm trying to stay on top of the messages that people send and stuff. But like I said a little while ago, I feel kind of saturated, so I need to find ways to sort of, to maybe just during certain times of the day I'm on social media or something like I don't know. But you probably know, if you know the etymology, um, the word inspire means to breathe into. You know, like when someone says expire, they breathe their last breath, you know, that kind of thing. To inspire means to breathe in. And it makes me think of the creation story, the Adam and Eve part where God breathes in 
to their lungs. And later on, Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Did you know that the spear in spirit is the same root as inspire? That's what's going on there. So that's a long way around of saying when you're asking for inspiration, what you really want is a little bit of God to happen. What you're really asking for is a little less human stuff and a little more God stuff. So what I'm saying is step back from gossip, step back from human stuff, step back from the have-tos of your day. I mean, we're always going to have have-tos, not saying that, but take a minute to take a breath. You don't have to post another selfie today. Take a minute. Because that's all well and good, but that's all human stuff. And if you want to be inspired, what you want is God stuff. So how can I be like John the Baptist and say, he must increase and I must decrease? How can you get out of the way a little bit? That's what you want. Because as you step back and really pay attention, you have left room for God to step in. Time to check it out and that is where we tell you where we're going to be what's up what's going on with water and stone church what Dieter and i are doing where you can come find us what classes you can take so on and so forth so and there's a lot as always it for for it's so funny because we go oh well you know it's just a we're our church is just this is a, just a beginning it's a nascent thing but oh man we have a full uh, full date book here we really do we really do so obvious obviously the big thing is august 27th at the indigo hotel it is our very first water and stone church sunday worship service and we are so and excited so oh, excited man. it's going to be so wonderful we've been working so hard on this and we want you there if you if there's any way that you can be there just to say hi it would be so lovely for us just to see all of the faces that are out there that are supporting us that that have been you know sending good messages and stuff just just to be able to have a room full of people that have held this vision with us for so long is just absolutely marvelous yeah be there on august 27th at the hotel indigo you can go to waterandstonechurch.com to find out more about that but you know what come be with us and i'm going to challenge you to tell three of your friends about it and then on starting on Tuesday, September 5th and going for seven weeks, Dieter and I are teaching a class together. It's called Bring the Fire down at Unity of Sarasota. And it starts from 7, it goes from 7 to 8.30 every Tuesday night for seven weeks. And it's going to be really great. So come down, be a part of that class. If, and you don't have to make it to all Tuesdays, but make it to a couple of Tuesdays. It'll change your life, I guarantee it. Yeah, the, the catchphrase for that is that and I think I might have said this before, but it's it's really the nucleus of this. Good isn't something you get, it's something you bring. When you learn how to bring it, things change. I want to remind you that uh, our second monthly service is September 24th, and you'll hear more about that, but go ahead and pencil us in on your calendar there. Yeah, we're going to be at the USF St. Pete uh, Harbor Hall. And that's where we are going to be on September 24th for our second Water and Stone Sunday worship service. So mark out September 24th. Come visit us then. Go if you ahead and mark it. out the fourth Sunday of every month between pretty, now and February. Pretty much. Pretty much. Every, every fourth Sunday, 11 o'clock. Right. And then we have our ongoing stuff during the week. So we have our Wednesday morning sunrise walk. It's about three and a half miles or so. Yeah, you walk halfway, you get some coffee, you walk back the other way. We meet at 7.20 Wednesday mornings at North Shore Beach. Come find us. We're always there. We don't we don't hang around too long, so you might want to give us a heads up if, if you are going to come because I think we've missed a couple of people sometimes. We right always run the, into them, but we've missed Yeah, and just to <laughs> be clear, we, we are around 7.20 on Wednesday mornings. We're, if you can see the volleyball courts, the beach volleyball courts, you'll be able to see where we are. Right. That's so, a good way to look at so it. Come, so come find us there, and we'd love for you to join us. It is a really nice way. It's kind of a midweek pick-me-up to where you can just celebrate outside, celebrate the morning. Celebrate a good cup of coffee. Really good cup of coffee. That always helps. So, okay. um, And then we have Thursdays. Thursdays are our Bible discussion nights. They are live streamed at 8 p.m. Eastern time every single night. 
everything every single Thursday night rather and uh, if you can join us live on Facebook, that's awesome. But yeah, if people you, send in their questions, yeah. we answer the questions. It's super cool. It, we, I really love doing it. It's it's weird being in your living room talking to a, some cameras and also having people in our house. And I have to say, as somebody who stands up and paces around normally, sitting still and looking at a camera, it's been an adjustment for me. But I have really loved this unfolding and the way this has gone and i want to thank everybody who's been watching the broadcast and sharing those videos yeah but if you can't uh, join us live on thursday nights you can they are archived on our youtube channel so and now on our facebook page we have a link to our youtube channel so you can just one stop shopping connects to everything everything is connected so that's okay we also have our ever popular and ever growing Sunday sunset celebrations. <laughs> That's a mouthful, but there you go. Um, we we have such a huge crowd now that that are out there, and we're getting ready to get those feather signs so that people can find us a little bit better. But Sunday nights, about a half hour to forty minutes before the sun goes down, we gather at St. Pete Beach at the Dolphin, at the Dolphin Village, Village public parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's right across. There's a shopping center on St. Pete Beach where there's a grocery store, Publix, and all that kind of stuff. We're right across the street from that. That's where the public parking is. There's actually a map. If you go to our website, you go to the Gather tab. There's a. There, it describes how to get there and all that kind of stuff. But come join us. It really is a nice way to put the week to bed and sort of open up your heart and your mind and get inspired for the the following week so it's really nice it's been it's been healing for me because there are sometimes where i'm like i do not want to drag my behind all the way out to the beach that seems like so much work right now sand gets everywhere you know there's a, <laughs> i i have had in in the in the seven or eight months that we have been doing this there are absolutely nights where i feel like wow this is just more trouble than it's worth but no I get up, I put my sandals on, I get in the car, we go, and I am always grateful. I am always, and always you grateful. You know what's funny for me is I have noticed that when I am the most interested in just staying home on a Sunday and sitting on the couch, when I make myself go, those are always the most gorgeous sunset. Man, the sunset last week was, it was 10 out of 10. It was. It and was there's beautiful. these birds that are called black skimmers that... that are living right on St. Pete Beach and they're really cool and it's just it's such a beautiful time to be there. So once again that St. Pete Beach about a half hour or so before sunset look for the crowd of people it's us and uh, we'll hang out together we almost always go out for ice cream afterwards which is also a transcendent experience. I want to let you know that you can find out more about all of this stuff by going to our website waterandstonechurch.com. There's lots of ways to follow us on every kind of social media known to humanity. The easiest thing is if you go to the church website and scroll down to the very bottom of any of the pages, there's links to all of our, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all of that. But also at the top of every page, one of the navigation links says gather. And it just has a, there's a link to everything we do. There's maps and driving directions and all that. We've made it as easy as we can, but there's an even easier way and what that is is if you text the word because it is all one word text the word i am ready all one word no spaces i a m r e a d y text i am ready to eight four five seven six and you'll get news and updates we usually only send stuff out once a week you get one text message that just says here's what's up here's what we're doing isn't this awesome kind of thing but once again text i am ready to eight four five seven six that's 84576 for those of you listening and playing at home. But uh, yeah, it's it's the A number one best way to, uh, to stay in the loop. So Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. Here's the deal. God is already perfect. God is already life itself, love itself, peace itself, power itself. If you want answers, if you want healing, if you want revolution, if you just want things to work out, what you really want is that kind of inspiration, the Holy Spirit in you. But the thing is, spirit doesn't hold still. 
Open yourself up to be inspired. Open yourself up to find ways to get out of the way. Prayer is the best way to do that. The most highly accelerated mind action known, as Charles Fillmore said, find ways to get in touch with God. You don't have to have fancy words. Talk to God like you talk to a friend. Think about love. Think about life. Think about peace. Go watch the sunset with us. Do whatever you need to do to get in that prayer consciousness. But remember with me that prayer doesn't change God. Prayer doesn't even change anybody else. Prayer changes me. It makes me more receptive to the magic and the miracles that are already here. You want things to work out in your life. All you got to do is get out of the way. But you have to actively get out of the way. Sometimes you have to stand up and be a force for, you know what? No more ego. No more fear. No more racism. You are made out of love, but love stands up. It is time for you to stand with us and stand with countless other people all around the world to say, no more of this, guys. It is time for us to move forward in peace, but like we always say, and on purpose. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the Orange Couch. On the hashtag Orange Couch. And uh, our sound engineer, the... Uh, the owner and operator of Pinfeather Studios, and one half of the music you hear is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. You're going to get to meet Miles and Raina if you haven't already. They're uh, heading up the tech team and a million other things at our very first uh, Sunday service on August 27th. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know what that means, don't you? It means all kinds of things. One of the things it means is tell a friend. Share this podcast. We've made it as easy as we know how for you to basically just click a link and email or tweet or pin Pinterest it or do something to it. Share this podcast with somebody. Go to our blog. We're really proud of the stuff that gets written on our blog. And a lot of time and love goes into those blog posts. Share them. Post them. Tweet them. Do whatever you can. Tie it to a carrier pigeon. Don't tie your computer to a carrier pigeon. That's cruel. But find other ways to uh, to share the what we do with other people. And most of all, bring somebody with you when you come to the, the church service. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The first way is to share. The second way to help support what we do is go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether that's iTunes or Google Play or Amazon or whatever it is. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and write us a five-star review. It's got to be five stars. Write that big review because that's how the, the magic... Um, gnomes that live inside iTunes know how to help share and promote the podcast. That is huge. It'll take you just a moment, but it makes a lot of difference. And the third and most important way you can support what we're doing is by showing up. Come to the sunset. Come to the sunrise walk and go listen to the, uh, the, the Bible discussion on Thursdays at 8. But most importantly, make plans to be with us on the fourth Sunday. Make plans to be with us on August 27th at 11 o'clock at the Hotel Indigo. We would love to see you, and I promise it's going to change. We'll see you soon. Have an awesome week.